The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. The Boston Red Sox hit the field looking to get back on top of the American League East. We're breaking down every pitch all season long on Obi's Backstop Podcast, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. And we're back to Obi's Backstop Podcast. You're truly over my knees. And we finally got Sean Scanlon back. Welcome back, my friend. Feels good to be back, Obi. Uh, thanks for having me on. Can't wait oh, to uh, man. I missed you, man. I missed you. I've been talking to myself. I had this monitor looking at me, and I'm looking at the monitor, and I couldn't get any feedback. I mean, he wasn't talking to me. So, but I'm glad yeah. to hear. Um Look, I think the last time you were on, we were on around a winning streak uh, on top in first place. But since then, there's been some few obstacles here and there. But uh, the Red Sox are back on first place, but plenty enough to talk about. But let's get started real quick with the series. Kind of disappointing, but the Boston Red Sox did lose the series to the Anaheim Angels, as we'll bring it to our big screen here. Voila. And before we do, please subscribe to our channel and follow us on Facebook. And that's right. You can also tune in to hhwshow.com. And as far as the series, the first game on Monday, the wrestlers did defeat the Angels 5-4. to four. But Tuesdays and Wednesday was kind of a little hurtful one. On Tuesday, uh, the wrestlers lose 5-3. to three. And today, Wednesday, they went ahead and lost 5-4 to four, thanks to Otani's home run. And then they follow suit back-to-back home runs against Erod that did the de- enough damage as it is as the rest of us start traveling back to Fenway Park tonight with a night off tomorrow, and then we get set for the next series with the Phillies. But in the in the series here with the Angels, Sean, tell me more about it, man. Yeah, it was a pretty disappointing series. Um, obviously, you see here we got out hit in every game, and um, you know there's. Uh, not some great performances starting wise. I think, you know, Nate Evaldi, who he's been great all year. Obviously, he, you know, he's an all-star for a reason, but uh, he he was getting hit pretty hard all, all game long. Uh, he did end up with nine strikeouts, so he was punching guys out, but uh, a lot of hits. Um, so, and just on top of that, the offense didn't really get it going in any of these games. Obviously, uh, last night, Hunter Renfro, you know, had a home run in the ninth, but it was too little too late. Uh, today in the eighth inning, Xander Bogarts had a, a big uh, RBI double that I thought at that point, only being down one, uh, we would go ahead and, uh, you know, try and close the gap and, you know, make it ball game. But uh, I think it's, you know, they they were on a stretch of 16 games in 16 days. I think that, you know, the, the day off tomorrow is going to be huge for them. I, I think that they're looking ahead to the all-star break. And I mean, it's rare for this team to lose a series. It's It's been pretty rare for them to lose two in a row like they just have. So I think it's just, you know, the... 
the midsummer, I think they see the all-star break coming upon them. And I think that they're going to try and re-energize themselves for the Philly series, hopefully win that series. And then, um, you know, go into the all-star break, enjoy that, enjoy their times off. And then, uh, right back to it with the Yankees. But I, I think it was just a little bit of, you know, them, you know, having to play so many games in so many days. And I, I think that it kind of caught up with them, but I, I don't see it as, as too much of a problem. I, I think that they'll bounce back. Um, pretty well against the Phillies coming up this series. All right, no doubt there. And I think they're going to close it out real good against the Phillies. Three games before they hit to the All-Star break. And you're right. You know, long trip, west uh, west side. Uh, they handled their business with the Oakland A's, especially they were going through extra innings. Uh, uh, and But also, there's some concerns in there in the bullpen because Matt Andrees has not established anything. We've been saying it even at the Jesus. beginning during spring season, right? That um, Matt Andrews is not the guy. You know, we look at the stats. We compare the stats. We were even nervous on could the Red Sox do anything. And surprisingly, they're in first place. But they can be better. Yeah. But Matt Andrews is not the guy. I mean, this guy had the lead and almost blew it for the Red Sox. You know? And then, yeah. and, and, you know, there's all the pitches there. Like, oh, Josh Taylor is another one. But he's slowly improving. But mm -hmm. there's got to be a take where the responsibility is the starting pitching. Now, is Chris Sale the answer? Because we expect him to come back at the end of the month. Could he be the guy that answered the call and give some rest for the bullpen? You know, Matt Barnes, he's been utilized a lot. You know, you've seen him yeah. the last couple of games blowing saves. And they're one-run saves that he's blowing, you know, and causing to go extra innings and stuff like that. So he has four blown saves within one month. That is a concern. You know, Adam Atovino seems like he's a clutch guy when it comes to one run. Can Alex Cora change it up a little bit? I mean, again, he has the analytics. He knows what's best for the Red Sox. He's got them this far. I don't know about you, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, the bullpen, It's I think it's been a pleasant surprise all year. I think that a lot of guys have stepped up. Um, but I, I agree with you. Matt Barnes a little bit, as uh, uh, as of late, has been a little bit shaky. Um, I think that – but you mentioned it. They they use him a lot. I mean, they use him pretty much, you know, every, you know, two to three days. And for a closer who, you know, in those high-leverage situations and, you know, when he's, when he's pitching that fast, I, I think that, you know, at some point he's, he's going to give up some saves. And I think it's just because we were so used to at the start of the season. I think he started the season with 15 opportunities and 15 saves. So I think we were just so used to whenever he came in, he was going to win us the game. But, I mean, it, some some slip-ups happen. But, I you know, you mentioned Adovino. I think it's good that we have another guy that could be a closer. Um, he came in last week, I think, against the A's and, and won us a game. So I think that having a guy like that to, you know, have a interchangeable closers, I think is pretty good. And I mean, other guys, like you mentioned, Josh Taylor, he's, I mean, he's had a scoreless appearance and I mean, pretty much for almost two months now after a really rough start. So I think, you know, he stepped up. Garrett Whitlock has been great all year. Uh, Sour Mora has been pretty good all year, but uh, that Matt Andres, it, we, uh, uh, we mentioned it earlier in the season. Social media was blasting him. I'm going to tell it's, you, like as so soon bad. as Alex Corp put him here, it was nothing about on Twitter. It's like, oh my God, like why? Like yeah. everybody knew the future. Everybody knew what was going to happen, uh, and it happened. Just wave the white flag at that point, yeah. honestly. It just surrender. But I would uh, like to give a good shout-out, an awesome shout-out to my boy, Eddie Linares. Um, he is my cousin. Yes, indeed. And he's definitely a Yankees fan. Yes, he mm, is. Truly, truly die hard. And I expect that, you know, relatives, you know. But I don't think they're in a position right now to say the rest I stink. You know what mm, I mean? Because – no. When you blow 
uh seven to eight run lead yeah come yeah. at me come at me Yikes. i want to hear the yankees say overall the chapman not good if they say they're the 27 time champ i'd be like you know what show me what you've done so far after year 2000 one to show four red sox yep. four and i'm gonna get to those title wins later on in the show but uh speaking we're gonna speak in the real which is also brought to you by clovercrest media go tune in to clovercrestmedia.com go on frank cuesta which has got a show tonight at nine o'clock speaking it real he got plenty to say tonight but you want to talk about why red sox stink i'm gonna tell you why the red sox stinks right now okay because look at these all-stars they are stinking it up they stick it up for everybody because these guys were supposed to finish in last place or some of y'all had them in fourth place but we're in first mm-hmm. place thanks to these guys rafael devers who had a very very slow start you know with the first two weeks wasn't going well for him and all of a sudden he's leading in rbis in major league baseball we got bogarts who is leading in shortstop right with hits and average and doubles i mean these guys are starting for the first time in red sox history starting third base and shortstop together in the all-star game that's pretty amazing and then also we have uh evalde martinez and barnes filling in so we got five guys going into the all-star break i mean it's pretty amazing pretty amazing and i had yeah. doubts about matt barnes i'm gonna tell you that right now i was like mm, i don't know but uh i was wrong i actually i was wrong yeah i, I remember at the start of the year when we were discussing you know who was going to be the closer we we talked about matt barnes coming in and being worried you know crossing our fingers uh every time he came in but he's he's shown up this year and uh i mean he's he's performed and i, I think the all-star is, is very well deserved obviously like we mentioned in the last two or three weeks he's kind of been scuffling a little bit but he still has that era uh underneath three uh he's uh, his strikeouts per nine and you know strikeouts per batter is up there with the best in the mlb so he's a big strikeout guy he doesn't get up uh give up a lot of hits so he's been uh great uh rafael and xander they're the best left side of the infield in the mlb um rafael is just an extra base hits machine uh driving in rbis and it helps when you have the the two through four ahead of him when he comes into the five spot but I mean, he's been tremendous all year, and defensively, he's really improved. And Xander is just consistent year in and year out. Uh, I think, you know, I think he's the best shortstop in baseball. He's consistently been doing it now for five or six years. So I, I think that, you know, they're very well deserved for them. And then JD Martinez, uh, he's been in a little bit of a struggle lately, but he's still one of the best DHs in baseball, a uh, pure power hitter. And especially after last year, he when he struggled, it, it's good to see him have a bounce back year. And then Nathan Valdi uh nathan evaldi excuse me but uh he's had a great year i think that um you know he's really uh came on as of late in the past month or so he's really been dynamite and it's good to see because i, I think I, I think at least one of the starters deserved the um an all-star role and i, I think that it's between him nick pavetta I, I think that uh they picked the right one but i i think that the starting rotation has been a surprise and i, I think nathan evaldi has really been uh leading that that crew though yes hey uh one good thing that uh my cousin said was haha season's not over you're right the season's not over there's still plenty it's still one half of baseball left especially after this weekend uh but you can't sleep on anyone here and the reason why i'm telling you that here is if you look at the standings the boston red sox ahead two and a half games the tampa bay Rays. uh five pitchers combined pitched a no hitter today uh Mm -hmm. that's pretty impressive but two and a half games out 
Uh, and, and, and it's only going to get better between the Red Sox and the Rays once they battle out because they play a total of 19 games. The Blue Jays, they're behind eight and a half in the New York Yankees nine games. But you're right. Look at them. All four teams right there are still above 500. At any given time, any of these teams can make a winning streak. Okay? They could win. They have potential winning at least seven to ten games straight. Right? And unfortunately, you know, sometimes you do get bad luck. And I'm going to tell you right now, you know, the Red Sox themselves, they're not perfect. You know? And I'm not gloating. You know, I get frustrated sometimes. Why am I starting pitchers cannot go past five innings? Why am I starting pitchers are pitching so much within five innings? One, one, one start, they're doing good. The next start, they're like, I don't know. Like, again, Erod, back-to-back home runs he suffered today, causing the loss for the Red Sox. If it wasn't for that, Red Sox would have won tonight. You know, but it is what it is. It happens, right? But, again, it's just not only that, but our leadoff, our leadoff spot is still a work in progress. You yeah. know, we don't. We always have somebody getting out the very first batter. You know, once we get that routine, it's already two outs. We may get a couple of runs, but if we get those bats like we did back in 2018 or going back to 2013, how we were champions there, that those seasons where we're consistently hitting and pounding these pitches, maybe, maybe so, maybe because of the new rule of pitchers cannot use any type of substance in their hand, maybe now it's better fitting because, look, Tampa Bay Rays, you got to watch out for them because they're slipping, right? Ever since that substance and everything else come into play, they haven't been pitching right, you know? Mm -hmm. So, again, but my Yankees there, what's up with your Garrett Cole? I'm just saying, just saying, you're not the same unless you got something sticky. Mm -hmm. But, hey, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone right there. But, uh, hey, I also want to focus on the National League standings here in the East. The Mets are four and a half games in front of the Philadelphia Phillies. And with that, the Red Sox do host the Philadelphia Phillies for the next series. And here are the uh, potential uh, starting lineups for the Red Sox and the Phillies. Right here, we got Gary Richards uh, pitching on Friday against Vince Velasquez, Martin Perez on Saturday versus Matt Moore, and Nick Pavetta will close it out on Sunday versus Aaron Nola. Yeah, um, I, Garrett Richards, I've I've been concerned ever since the the substance uh, crackdown has happened, and he's been very vocal about it that you know without the sticky stuff that he's had a lot of problems. Um, so I, I'm not feeling too confident about that one. But Martin Perez, uh, he's been really good as of late. Uh, like you said, he's he's the one big starter that hasn't gone late into games. He usually you know goes uh, around five innings pitch or twice around the order. But when he is in there, he is effective. So I I feel pretty promising about him. And then uh, Nick Pavetta, I, I last time out he uh, had a ten strikeout game. He pitched pitched an absolute gem. So I'm feeling good about him. Even though Aaron Nola is probably you know the Phillies' best starter, uh, he's he's uh, one of the best starters in the NL, uh, especially in the NL East. So I think that would be a good matchup between two guys that uh, you know have really stepped up this year. So I I, I see it probably uh, I see the Phillies probably taking one out of three. I, I think the Red Sox will take two out of three heading into the All Star break, but. I would love to see a sweep. I just, I have not, don't, do not have a lot of trust uh, in Garrett Richards as of late. I don't trust Garrett Richards myself. And if there's any game that the Red Sox could lose and they could afford to lose, probably be that game because the Red Sox have never lost 
over three games in a row. I'm gonna yep. tell you that right now. Uh, never lost so far this season. You know, I'm I'm knocking right here. We're hoping that we continue that. All right, but uh, look against Vince Velasquez, uh, the opposing opponents they're only batting a 107, and the only person in that lineup that can actually hit on Velasquez is JD Martinez. He has one home run, one RBI. Uh, he struck out twice, but this guy, I mean, look, he's batting a 167. That's that's the good as it gets, right? Uh, I can't count on Marin Gonzalez because he's only went one for three. So I think he only seen him like one time. But Alexander Bogarts, uh, three for seven with an RBI and a walk. He's batting a 429 against Velasquez. But everybody else has been struggling and can't seem to hit the ball against them. So that's a concern there. And as far as Matt Moore, this is the guy that the rest of us could hit, right? And we got the perfect guy, Martin Perez. If he's able to pitch right, if his location is, is on point, he'll be able to get this victory, all right? Um, and again, uh, bat, you know, the opponents are batting a 248, but let's see what happens. Uh, again, plenty of baseball to go. Uh, but Enrique, Kike Hernandez, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, even Mauro Gonzalez is successful against this guy, and he's not even batting well. I mean, mm -hmm. he's close to batting a 200. And then we got Nick Pavetta versus Aaron Nola. You, I mean, Nola, man, this guy, uh, again, against the Red Sox, the 236. Uh, Kike Hernandez is probably the one that's been banging him up because, you know, during his time in the National League, he, he has hit two home runs against the guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in the leadoff spot and potentially lead the way there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, Kike, he's – the last couple of weeks, he's been uh, pretty good in the leadoff spot. I know that that's been a struggle, really, uh, trying to find a, a good center fielder and a, a leadoff hitter. But he had those uh, three out of five games with a leadoff home run. Uh, he's really been starting to swing the bat a lot better. So I do I do believe if he can continue the stretch, I, I feel more comfortable about the leadoff spot because really our two through five is probably the best two through five uh, in any lineup in, in the, uh, Major League Baseball right now. But it's really that leadoff guy that's kind of been struggling. So... I think Christian Arroyo could be another candidate that could step up there if Kike, you know, starts to scuffle a little bit here. But I like what I've been seeing from uh, Kike lately, though. Yeah, but Christian Arroyo coming back from the injured list, he's been making things happen, getting that spark in the leadoff position as well. He's been he had a good success with, uh, against the series with the A's and with the Angels. Um, but talking about success, this is the reason why these guys are in the All Star. Alexander Borgard's, uh leading the team, three twenty three average. Uh, Rafael Devers leading the team with 21 home runs, 71 RBIs, and the on-base percentage in hits. Alexander Borgard's all the way. And, you know, previously when I had these stats, we had J.D. Martinez leading the way on everything. And J.D. Martinez is still close in every category. So I know his average slipped to 298. But uh, after the all-star break, a good break here and there, expect him to start swinging even a lot better. For the Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper is leading with a 282 average. Uh, Rice Hoskins with 20 home runs, 53 RBIs, and these got the same guys. You know, Harper with a 386 on base percentage. Look, I'm a big Harper hater. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Uh, I think that he's been overpaid. I mean, for a guy that's getting paid at least uh, a little over 300 million dollars in salary, right? For batting a 282, my man, I could find somebody else. I mean, JD Martinez getting paid less, and he's batting a 298. You know, and this is the reason why. Harper is no longer with the Washington Nationals, and yet the Nationals win the World Series. How about that? 
right? Yeah. Two years mm-hmm. ago. So, uh, but hey, I, I, I expect good things. Um, at least for both teams, I do expect that the strikeout ratio get a little higher than the than the, the uh, past two weeks. I know that it's getting better, but as far as these bets concerned, uh, that might be a little flaw for for this series. But I do expect at least two out of three from the Red Sox here. Let's look at the All-Stars. We mentioned about the All-Star with our favorite guys, Darius and Bogarts. Let's look at the outfield here. Uh, definitely Mike Trout will not be in the All-Star lineup, but he was voted in there. Uh, Aaron Judge at center field. Look, you got to respect at least one Yankee. You know, you got to respect Aaron Judge, who's pretty much doing it all. You know, if you expect – you expect that the whole entire lineup will produce, right? They got the most dangerous lineup in Major League Baseball, and – whether you hate him or love him, it doesn't matter. But that's the guy Aaron Judge is leading away for that team. And everybody else are not falling in place with the guy, right? And he isn't even the highest paid in the Yankee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? I mean, that their their lineup has been so good the past couple of years. They've just fallen off a cliff this year. I mean, they're they're uh, one of the worst teams in uh, terms of runs uh, and runs per game in the AL. I think they're... Uh, I'm pretty sure they're second or third to last in the whole MLB. So I just – Aaron Judge, like you said, he's been consistent this year. He's been the only one that's really been doing much of anything in that lineup. Uh, Gary Sanchez has been – you know, he's been heating up as of late. But that that Yankees lineup, man, it's it's, it's tough to watch. I'm glad uh, I'm a Red Sox fan. I, I'm my favorite player, and you know, I see him play in the double-A uh, Blue Jays, and that's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, when he played over here against the Hartford Yard Goats, which is the um, franchise of the Colorado Rockies, Guerrero hit a home run at Dunkin' Donuts Park. And I'm going to tell you, for those of you that don't know what Dunkin' Donuts Park is, that's in Hartford, Connecticut, and has been voted three years in a row as the number one minor league baseball stadium. This guy took that ball out of there, okay? I mean, I don't even know if the ball even landed. That's how bad he he's hitting the ball, right? And for him to be where he's at, it is pretty awesome to see him develop at a double-A to be in the majors and be an all-star. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it weren't for Shohei Otani, you know, do, pitching uh, and hitting as well as he is, I, I think Vlad would be the runaway for uh, AL MVP. I think, you know, Otani, just the fact that he can do both, it makes it kind of tough. But uh, there's there's definitely still a chance Vlad Vladdy can win MVP. And the, just the fact that he's doing it at 22 years old, um, I wish he wasn't in our division because uh, I I wish I could root for him more, but he's he's an absolute beast. There's no way around it, uh, and he's he's had a lot of success against the Red Sox this year. So uh, he's he's a fun player to watch, but he he hasn't been fun to watch against the Red Sox this year because he's been killing us. Yeah, killing indeed. But hey, as long as they stay back at third place, I'll be happy with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then nationally, we got Acuna Jr. from the Braves, Castellano and Winker from the Reds, uh, Arenado from St. Louis, but my guy Fernando Tatis Jr. The probably the best shortstop in the National League. Um, mm-hmm. doing, doing wonders, man. He's doing an awesome job. Adam Frazier from the Pirates and Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves there. But I like Buster Posey. I mean, he's been my favorite yeah. catcher since he started. Uh, I'm glad that he bounced back and, and he he should he deserves a comeback player award for the National League. Uh, but it's gonna be pretty awesome to see these guys go at it head to head on the all-star game. Well, let's move forward, man. The trade deadline here, as we say, is July 30th, not July 31st, July 30th at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
and that's the trade down for all Major League Baseball. As far as for the Red Sox, what can they do? What can they do to better themselves, right? I told you that we are weak in the leadoff position. Now, I understand Chain Bloom is one of the cheapest guys out there that could crush the salary and yet still be a winning team. He did that with Tampa Bay Rays, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if here, – here's a look. I look at all everyone that's in last place or close to last place. Who will benefit more, right? Cedric Mullins is by far one of my one of the best prospects I have right now that could easily fit in with the Boston Red Sox. This guy's a leadoff hitter for the Orioles. His average is a 322, but th this salary is only $577,000. And he's on his last year of his contract. Now, yeah. if I was Cedric Mullins, I don't think I want to be with the Orioles next year. I mean, they're in last place all the time. Mm -hmm. So why not test the free agent market and get some money and go to a to a team that's actually a playoff contender? But why wait? Why not just jump ship and go to the Boston Red Sox? I mean, he would be a perfect fit. I would absolutely jump all over that if Cedric Mullins was able to come over here. That's I mean, that's the one thing we're really missing, like we talked about, is a mm -hmm. leadoff hitter. And uh, while Kike has been good in center field, I think that Cedric Mullins is better defensively there. And for the salary that we can get him at, uh, for the rest of this season would be uh, an absolute steal. The only thing is, I don't. We would probably have to give up some pretty good prospects in our system to get him. And I think that the Orioles, I, I don't know if they would want to be willing to do a trade with a team in division, even though they're always out of it. I don't. I still don't think that. It's be, happened before. Uh, uh, that, you I know, mean, we, we did get a, a starting pitcher from them before. Matter of yeah. fact, two years ago, uh, and then it, it turned out to be right. I mean, yeah. But, so, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think we would have to give up a, a whole heck of a lot to get Cedric Mullins, and I would love to see him it's, to go this, all out for the – This has got speed. He got defense. He got everything, the he whole package everything. for a leadoff hitter. That is the guy, man. Uh, yeah. Hansel Robles, if, if they go that route to improve the bullpen, this guy has a, a, a low ERA, and he's in American League because he's from Minnesota. He's familiar with the batters. The hardest part is you got to, like, flip a coin is that if you grab somebody from the National League, either it hurts you or benefits you. What benefits you is that the batters don't know who he is and they don't know how to swing on his pitches. The bad part is, is that if the pitcher is not great and they're hitting him, then you're not going to get your money's worth, right? But it is what it is. But, hey, Adam Frazier, second baseman from the Pittsburgh Pirates, Last year, he's his last year in his contact. They're paying him four million dollars. He's batting to 326. Joe, uh, Jose, uh, Berrios starting pitching if they were to go that route, or Taylor Rogers from Minnesota, a relief pitcher on the far right. It's a far stretch, but Ian Kennedy got the experience. Uh, he's been in the playoffs before, he he reached to the World Series, never won it. Um, but he is a great guy to hold off the batters. $2 million, you could get him for, for, for this last year. And I know he's age 36. Same thing with Daniel Bard, who was a former Red Sox. $2 million, they got the experience. Would you take that or would you leave it? Uh, I think if 
if they feel that they needed an extra relief pitcher, I'm not exactly sure that they do, but I, I would definitely, I would be all over that too. I think Ian Kennedy, like you said, he's just a, a seasoned veteran. He's been one of the better relievers uh, in the game for quite some time now. And I, he's stuck on a bad Rangers team yet again, the past couple, I mean, in the early 2010s, they always had a contender, but they've been pretty bad over the past, you know, five or six years. So I, I, I think never I never got rid of manager uh, Washington, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, Ian, Ian Kennedy would definitely be another good arm in this bullpen. And Daniel Bard, like you said, former Red Sox, you know, who's he's a great comeback story coming back to the major leagues after being out for six or seven years. Uh, you know, last year, I, I think that he's had he has very high velocity. Uh, he, he's good with his strikeouts. So I, I think that uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed to a reunion with him either, because, I mean, our bullpen has been pretty good this year. But uh, you can the more you can add to it, uh, I think the the better off you are, especially if you can get a guy like Matt Andrees and uh, kick him out of here. Oh, man, tell me, I, we don't get no value with that guy. Mm-mm. They nope. ship him, ship him out. Hey, listen, they can release him for all I care. Um, but hey. That's for another conversation, another topic on that. I need a dedicated show like, who do we kick out? But uh, as far as that concern, mm-hmm. listen, I talked about it on the last show. This is my prediction. Should the season end right now, okay? The only difference that I have here is in the National League with the Mets would advance and face the San Francisco Giants. But moving on forward if it was to maintain the Milwaukee Brewers really have a better pitching staff than the New York Mets I mean I know they got the Grom and everything else but you know the diversity that Milwaukee Brewers have I think they can still grow uh the National League East is just not that competitive man I'm telling you uh yeah. but my 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 biggest thing here is that the Boston wrestlers and San Francisco Giants that is my dream match uh, especially that the Red Sox has won four World Series titles versus the San Francisco Giants has won three so far uh, after year 2000. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think during that time, San Francisco won three of the five years, right? And, uh, and yeah. for, for them, for these two to collide, to combine seven World Series championship titles, that'd be an awesome series. Yeah, I think uh, I think those are two teams that have surprised all year. I, if you looked at the the start of the year, the power rankings and people's predictions, I think that you know the, both the Red Sox and the Giants were predicted to go finish either third or fourth within their division because obviously the Giants, you know, they they have to go against Padres and Dodgers, who are both very talented teams. Uh, for the Red Sox, I mean, people expected the Yankees to be a lot better. People expected that you know the Rays and Blue Jays would be better, but two surprise teams that. I mean, if it did end up happening that way, I, I think it would be a great story. Uh, two teams that have had a lot of success, like you said, after 2004, and that didn't have much expectations going into the year, but uh, they've they've gotten the job done. So I, I would love that prediction. I, I hope the Red Sox do have a chance uh, to get to the World Series, but the one team I am a little bit worried about is the, the Astros. I, I think that's they've had a lot of success against the Red Sox this year. Uh, I, their run differential well, I, I, is – I got to stop you there, man. I got to stop 140. you there. I got to stop you there, man. I, I hate the Astros. In 2018, but... the Astros had the Red Sox number. But when it came to the playoffs, we took the series against them. Yeah. I... It's going to repeat, man. It's going to re- I got faith on my Red I, Sox. I hope so. I sure hope so. But uh, they're, <laughs> they're, but, but I mean, the, the, the only reason I said that is because they're really the only team in the AL that I have, you know, really any worries about. Um, I mean, the Rays. We, Absolutely. Absolutely. We've kind of had their number. We just saw the series with the A's. Uh, we beat the White Sox earlier in the year. So if there's any team I'm worried about, I think it's the Astros. But if we can get past them, I, I feel really good about our chances. 
Listen, if there's anything, if there's an exclamation mark when it comes to the American League East, I'm going to tell you like this. We have a four-game series after the All-Star break against the New York Yankees. If if we sweep them again, because we sweep them twice in a row already. Yep. It'd be 10 nothing. Then on the I'll tell you the Yankees are out. I'm going to tell you that right now. The Yankees are out. And we start with uh, um, yeah. Erod is starting on Thursday, right, on the series. Mm-hmm. And he's been struggling. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, like, of course, Gary Rich is going to be pitching. Uh, I can't stand it. Uh, but it is what it is. But That's um, all right. Chris, Chris Sale will be, back, will be back soon. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, listen, if we if we can maintain first place and give him till August, who, who knows, right? The yeah. more the more comfortable he is and everything else. Oh, yeah. Know, we'll yeah just I, go I think he should take, a, take as much time as he needs because right. you don't want to rush back. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, our show, again, uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube channel, the OB's Backstop Podcast. You can also follow us at hhwshow.com. And if you miss our, our show and everything else, you want to listen to and your ride and everything else, hey, go ahead and, and follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast platform. Just subscribe ahead. And don't forget, hhwshow.com. So, Sean, it is good to see you back. Thank you so much. We got to do this again uh, this Sunday uh, when we close out the series with the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, it's it's one hell of a ride, man. One hell of a ride. And yeah. our voiceover for the commercial for this show happens <laughs> to be a Yankee fan. So mm-hmm. he says that the rest is about to bounce back and take over the L- AL East, man. You know how amazing that is for me to hear that from a Yankee fan. Love the one of the one of the best sounds you could hear out there. That's a. <laughs> what are we gonna hear. have him on the show before the series start with Sean and Joel Guire, who also is the CEO of Clovercrest Media. Thank you guys for watching. Take care, everyone, and please don't forget to subscribe and follow us at hhwshow.com. Thank you so much for listening to Obi's Backstop Podcast, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. For more, visit hhwshow.com.